The Lord has given our pastor a vision of renewed conversion for all of us in the parish in this sermon series. How often do we think about the incredible responsibility of being the point guard for the many souls connected to this congregation? That's a weight that Monsignor carries every day. I'm thankful for the pastor that he has given us, but we need to remember that it's not all up to him. How often do each of us give explicit attention to our own souls? In this series, we've been reminded that our world is broken, and yet there's something deep within us that cries out for better. And in our hearts, we know that there's more. And the deepest truth is that God, who has created me, wants more for me, even as I do for myself. If we can see it, the deepest desires of our human heart are for a true holiness, a life that is marked by God's truth and beauty and love. One of the ways that God reaches out to us is to make us aware of the gap between where we are and where we long to be. Every dissatisfaction, even every tinge of guilt, is actually a stirring of God's Spirit within, telling us that things can be better. I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes I'm hit with a little vignette from my past. I'll suddenly remember something stupid that I did years ago, and I find myself blushing inside and being embarrassed at myself. Or maybe a particular sinful desire or action that once marked my life will pop into my mind And I'll groan that such a thing ever had a hold on me. And yet even as my soul blushes as I think of these things, I find encouragement. Because I'm encouraged when I realize that I do not want stupid and sinful things to mark my life. And I'm encouraged when I realize that the Lord has worked his grace into me and I'm not the person that I was 10 and 20 and 40 years ago. And so we need personal reflection time because God is always at work, always seeking our attention and our hearts. It's good to find time and space to hear him speak to us. One way that we learn to hear God's voice is through contact with other people who have already developed an ear for God's spirit. That's the way preaching is supposed to work. At its best, a sermon is listening to someone who has been listening to God. 
Or it's also helpful to read the lives of people who've walked closely with the Lord. Good Catholic formation will include the lives of the saints. In my early formation, years before I was giving the Catholic thought and saints any mind at all, there were still people whose witness gave similar examples. Soon after my major conversion at age 15, I began to read biographies of great Christians. When I was 16 years old, I underlined this observation, and it has stayed with me for almost 50 years. I knew exactly where to go find it. The soul does not seem to mind what it is occupied with, but only that it be kept occupied. It is passive as to choice. I choose. My soul responds with ringing laughter, emotion, or pure worship. It is a tool, not a craftsman, and must be controlled. Discerner of my sittings down, my risings, wilt thou hallow this soul of mine? The choice is mine, you say? Ah, yes, the choice is mine. Then in another entry, there's an extension of that thought that I also marked all those years ago. I think the devil has made it his business to monopolize on three elements, noise, hurry, crowds. He will not allow quietness. Satan is quite aware of the power of silence. The voice of God, though persistent, is soft. Let us resist the devil in this by avoiding as much noise as we can, purposefully seeking to spend time alone facing ourselves. Now, this was written years before the day of cable sports networks, 24-7 news channels, and electronic pads that seem to be with all of us. I fear that most people stay too distracted even to realize that their soul is hungry. All of our entertainments keep us distracted. Is it because we're afraid to face ourselves? If embarrassing and guilt-laden memories sometimes invade our thoughts spontaneously, why make time for more of them? Well, first of all, I'm not encouraging a life lived by looking continuously in the rearview mirror. That kind of perspective is just another trick of the devil to discourage us. And yet we can benefit sometimes by looking back If we're willing to learn, it's been said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Can we look back and see our recurring embarrassments and frustrations and even our guilt as our underlying desire for what is right and true and good. 
And if so, can we dare to believe what St. John Paul II told an audience of young people back in the year 2000? He said, it is Jesus you seek when you dream of happiness. Each dawn brings a new choice. Each day offers a new grace. If you've tried life according to your own plan, it's time to fall on your knees and fully give your life to the Lord. There's a consistent witness among Christians who have opened their hearts to intimacy with Jesus. This is one way the psalmist put it long ago. Hungry they were and thirsty. Their soul was fainting within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their need and he rescued them from their distress. And he led them along the right way. For he satisfies the thirsty soul. He fills the hungry with good things. Every one of us is hungry in our soul. Every time we try to find happiness in amusements, every time we find ourselves stressed over the many things that seem to consume our days, we need to stop in the midst and remember, God is calling me. Jesus wants me to know And trust him. You fill the hungry with good things, Lord God. You break the sinner's chains. Hear your people who call to you in their need. And lead your church from the shadows of death. Draw us into all that it means to be your people and to live in your love through Christ our Lord. Amen.